Welcome to another episode of the Free Thinkers Podcast. It's a show that believes in free speech, original thought, and desire for truth. I'm Rusty Putfark, and along with Meme Joe Green at the high top. How are you, buddy? Doing good. I'm here in Mission Control running things, so uh, got a lot to talk about today, so looking forward to it. Man, I'm excited because we have Austin Brower on our show today. Austin is one of the guys, when we first started this, that's who I said I wanted to be on, right? Yeah. All right. Happy to have you here. Austin is the president of Healthmasters.com, co-host of the Ted and Austin Brower Show. Welcome. Thank you, my friend. It's great to be on the show. Um, Definitely a first time here. Love the setup you guys have and watching a lot of the content you've been doing, putting out great stuff. I appreciate it, man. That's your show. And uh, I had a a habit for the last several years. I listened to you guys at 10 and then had to listen to Rush. A little bit at, oh, yeah. at noon. He was, he he was great. But uh, but yeah, you you guys show. I'd encourage everybody to watch, the te- uh, listen to the Ted and Austin Bro Show. We're trying to get you to watch it because we'll help you hook that up. Yeah, that's well, I, it's something we need to get into. It's definitely different. But I mean, the setup you guys have here and what we're starting to see. I mean, I I like it. Yeah. There's there's no question about it. it. Everybody has to start getting proactive with what's going on right now. Sitting on the sidelines is no longer an option. No, no, it's not. And I think I mean that's why we started this because I was tired. We both were tired of seeing all these people with these, you know, these uh, megaphones and these platforms be able to just yap away and no one has a counter argument to yeah. anything they're doing. And so we just thought, you know, we're, we're not celebrities. We're not famous. We're not anything big. We're just the average normal person. But we have this equipment. We have the opportunity to do it. Let's have a voice. Let's at least go out there and share truth and say, it's not just these people on the platform. It's not just people in the, you know, New York and stuff that are just yapping away. This is what real America thinks. This is what yeah. the, the, the people on the ground, hey, we have a voice too. Yeah. And so that's the platform we have. And so uh, your show, how, how long have you guys been doing your show? We've been on, doing our show since 2015. And uh, it was one of those things where Ted and I, we kind of saw the direction that the country was going. And we realized, okay, listen, it's exactly what you said. We got to start getting truth out there. There was so much fake news from yeah. CNN and all these other mainstream media outlets that it reached a point where there has to be a counter argument because everything was being censored. And we saw it all the way back, you know, pre-Trump. And once we saw everything start to kind of go downhill, it was like, okay, we, if everybody starts getting proactive, huge things happen because the majority of America, I think is starting to wake up at least a good portion of the majority. And they're starting to realize this isn't okay. This mm-hmm. isn't normal. This isn't supposed to be America that we grew up in anymore. This yeah. is turning into a communist country. Yeah. No, I mean, it really is. And I think I took my first flight since all this stuff happened. Okay. I mean, it, this summer, I canceled a, a flight to Montana because oh, yeah. so I'm like, I don't want to deal with this, all, all this stuff. But went out to South Dakota hunting with some buddies. And it's interesting when you talk about people waking up, there's so many people that aren't waking up yet though yeah. too because I'm, I'm sitting around with people that have multi-million dollar businesses and we're at the table and they're fox news watching complying just non no question asking we're just going to do this and so i was kind of the cog in the wheel every once yeah. in a while i went out there and i'm trying not to you know go crazy with right just bringing stuff up just listening you know yeah. more than anything and it's it's incredible how passive and just compliant people are without even asking any questions it uh, I, I think that there's so much more 
that can be done by the average person, like what you, the platform you have, we're a much smaller platform, but we're trying to do something yeah, and just challenge people to ask the right questions. That's well, asking questions is key. I mean, America was built on a, the ability to ask questions freely. And once you reach a point in society where you no longer have the right to ask questions, simply asking a question gets you shut down. Like we've seen on YouTube now yeah. where you simply go, Hey, is vitamin C a viable option to help the immune system out? If you get exposed to a, a virus or viral load. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. YouTube goes, no, this is fake news. You can't talk about yeah. it. It goes against the CDC guidelines. Once you start seeing that happen, you got to start looking at it and saying, okay, what's the real agenda here? And I encourage your listeners, anybody that is starting to wake up, try to wake up other people because that's the biggest thing you have to do right now is ask questions about what's happening. Yeah, and read the fine print too. I, yeah. I, I said, I'm the nerd that when, yeah. when YouTube, I mean, it's your video, you and, you and your dad. Yeah, the school Ted, board. The school board. I went there, shot that, put it on there, and within like 12 minutes, it was Pulled taken it down. down. Yep. And so they sent their, their guidelines. And it has nothing to do with fact. It has nothing to do with clinical nope. data. It says a consensus of health, of local health experts and the World Health Organization. Yeah. <laughs> now, it doesn't, that doesn't say anything about clinical, factual, scientific data Research at all. Research studies, nothing. So what you just said about vitamin C, about all this other stuff, can completely get taken down if there's a consensus of paid right. health experts, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. The World Health Organization is a privately funded, the second largest yeah. contributor is the Bill and Melinda Yeah, I, I don't remember when we've uh, we've had the World Health Organization on a ballot as far as we voted members, yeah. and I, I don't remember voting for anybody to dictate nope. what health regulations yeah. and health guidelines we have here in the United States. That's the irony of what we've seen with this now is this is why it's so important that people do your own research and don't believe everything you see online. I even yeah. tell people on our show, you, you question me, question the research, go look it up for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been wrong about certain things. Not yeah. a lot because I, I yeah. research and read so mm -hmm. much, but when you start seeing complete and total censorship of any specific topic, Dude, anytime that's happened in any society, it's always gone badly. Mm -hmm. When now it's not book burning, it's digital book burning. Yeah. It's okay, I put this up on a platform and now we've decided we have a consensus of individuals that are privately funded. They say you can't say that now. That's not America. That's not freedom at all. No, it's not. And when you look at who, who makes these guidelines at the CDC, another yeah. privately funded yeah. <laughs> entity. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with government. Yep. Has nothing to do with anything that, again, that we elect a mandate. It's not yeah. a law. No, it's a, it's, it's, it hasn't been passed. It hasn't been debated on the house. It hasn't been voted by the, the elected representatives around us. Well, the we same thing goes with OSHA, this whole thing with OSHA now, That's exactly right. There is no executive order for a federal mandate for anybody over hundred employees to get an injection, this experimental injection. There is no executive order. There is no mandate. There is no law. Mm -mm. Congress has not ratified anything with this bumbling buffoon. Who's not even running the country. Biden went and told the OSHA group that they need to go in and basically make an emergency order on some obscure like 30-year-old regulation law that they can do where if there's a new toxic element or some toxic thing that's in a workplace, they can go in and basically mandate something. The problem with this is this isn't specific to one industry. Like OSHA goes in and regulates certain things with construction or mm -hmm. certain things with electrical engineers. This is across the board. So the same rules that they're told they're supposed to apply are going to go to a Walmart cashier and to somebody else that basically works 
as a lineman in Tico, there's no congruency with anything here. Now, now I want to hear. I want. I got to hear what happened on this this airplane. Okay, how how did yeah. you get through the airport without wearing a mask? Because you know, I, I don't I don't wear a mask anymore. Yeah. I'm very healthy. I got antibodies. I'm not gonna put a muzzle. Well, on. first, I think there was a there was a, a a pretty big group of people that thought I was gonna get arrested and kicked off the flight. Oh yeah, <laughs> me and you would be together on that. <laughs> well, um, I got to give you this first. This is. This is the hat we we made. Okay, nice. That, that's our that's our chance of survival. Yeah, that's right. Ninety nine point nine eight percent virus. So we we made this. <laughs> the people that will get this will laugh every time they see oh, it. So I was walking in there and I bought this mask that when you put it on it says this mask does nothing. Okay. And I was going to wear that hat. I was just going to go like, you know, pr protest mode. Yeah. So I get out of the I get out of the truck with with the buddies and I'm thinking you know I, I had two masks with me I had one you know different and I thought you know I'm not going to do that today I'm going to see what what goes on I was really I had dis like cognitive dissonance I was yeah. like I've said to everybody don't wear a mask and here yeah. I'm going to get on a freaking airplane and have to go through this crap all day I'm, and so I didn't sleep the night before I mean really like oh I, yeah I, no yeah I'm big on authenticity I yeah. do not like I'm not say this and do something do different something oh yeah I'm like same let's way. not do that so. Get out of the truck with my buddies in the parking garage. They start putting their masks on, and I'm like, "In the parking garage, in the parking outside." Garage. And I'm asking, I'm "Like, dude, we're not there yet." And, and they're like, "Well, we got to do it anyway." So they're, you know, Darth Vader breathing through this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> and so I, I made the decision. I'm not going to put a mask on until someone confronts me about this. Right. So we walk in, go down, go to the uh, where you check your bags in and, and everything. Go to the baggage. I'm still not wearing one. And there's two or three other people that aren't wearing one. All right. I walk right up check my bag, give him my ID and all that other stuff. No one says anything to me. I'm like, cool. Go over there, get on the little, go upstairs, get on the little tram. And then now that's where, where TSA is. And I'm yeah. like, okay, we'll see what goes on. I kind of looked and saw what happened. It was very light that morning. Okay. Hung one on my ear, saw the guy in front of me, the TSA guy the, with the guy that had the mask and says, I take your mask off. I need to see your face, I guess, for the ID. Oh, so, so, so TSA makes you take your mask off if you're wearing one to see your face yes. and then you put your mask back on. Yeah. Yeah. They, so this, this TSA group here, they're, they're technically according to Fauci, they're a super spreader event. They are. Okay. And, okay. And they are going against the mandate. You know, they do that with a bowl or two. Just take your mask off. Let's see your face. Yeah. It's, it's good. So, <laughs> so I went in there and so I just had it hanging around my ear and, um, you know, I said, you want to see my face and stuff? And he's like, yeah, he does that walk right past, take the mask off, you know, go through the security deal, put my boots back on, my belt back on, get my bag and go straight to the concession thing, get coffee, start drinking coffee. Because they say you don't have to wear it if you're drinking coffee or eating or something. So all the cafeterias, I think all the cafes are like beyond full because people know they can go in there, work on their And not wear a mask. While not wear a mask. <laughs> so I'm just standing there talking to guys and they all have a mask on. And there's a couple other guys on a trip that I'm going to meet I didn't even know what they look like <laughs> because, you know, you're shaking hands and everything. And I'm like, all right. So I see their eyes and I see the mat. I mean, so anyway, I take my coffee cup. We get on the plane. I get, give the lady my ticket, take a little sip of the coffee, yeah. walk on there, go on the plane, say hi to the stewardess, sit down and um, just kind of sipping the coffee the rest of the time and sat next to a, a, a lady who has a really popular podcast. I didn't know about, we just started talking, hit it off, talked the whole time. Neither of us wore a mask the whole time. Good. We talked about that. She believes 100% like we do. This is absolutely, you know, insane. I'll have to say the stewardesses on this trip and the stewards, I guess you call them the guys, yeah. were incredible. Okay. Just incredible people. We got off in uh, Charlotte, 
walk through. I was sipping my coffee cup, empty at that time, but just, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got it in your hand. Empty. And uh, then we went to the cafe and sat down. And then on the, on the leg from Charlotte to South Dakota, um, we're sitting there and the steward guys, they were cool, I mean, about stuff. And um, I'm acting like I'm sipping on the coffee. And I brought, I brought the biggest thing of pretzels you've ever seen. That was going to be the Guinness World Records pretzel eating contest of, of seed. <laughs> Sam's bag, yeah. value pack. But, but anyway, because I, I, I think you should reward people for being good as much as you should criticize them for being bad. Yeah. So these guys were cool. I got out of my seat and went up to the front and I gave the guy a $50 bill. I'm like, listen, I appreciate you wow, being okay. cool about this mask. Yeah. It was kind of like a, I appreciate you being yeah. cool about the mask. But still, Positive incentive yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, and you get to South Dakota, I don't think there's a mask in the whole state. But, um, <laughs> which was, it was awesome. It was like normalcy. Yeah. But again, I mean, I, I told every stewardess, steward, I appreciate you not being crazy yeah. about the mask. Cause I've seen the videos. Oh yeah. I've seen that stuff and I'm like, I don't want to get pulling in air marshals with people off. Cause they're just sitting there. Yeah. And, and the thing that I, I've tried to convey to a lot of people about the issue with the mask is that if somebody wants to go wear a mask because they're scared or they feel like it's for their protection, that's, that's completely your right. If you want to do that, but going around and telling people, you know, mandating, forcing, screaming and yelling at people that you have to wear a mask yeah. every single time. If you look back through history, masks were never really used for any significant protection, maybe blocking dirt or something like that, but they've always been used as a tool of silence and submission. They used to do it mm -hmm. with slaves. They yep. did it back in the medieval times as a torture punishment. They've done this for hundreds of years. This isn't a new idea. And I remember I said last year, I told you the same thing. When the whole thing started at the beginning of the year and it started to go into the spring and I started to see what was happening, I realized really quick that it was nothing about a virus. Right. It was all about compliance and training. And what they wanted to do was, if you, you've noticed, you go somewhere and there's two people wearing a mask, it's very difficult to communicate. You know, everybody's kind of blah, 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 back and forth, can't hear anything, they're mumbling. And so the communication completely stopped person-to-person -person contact last year. Yep. And then everything went to phones. So everybody started contacting each other on phones. Well, at that point in time, nobody has the ability to privately converse anymore. They couldn't go to a bar. You couldn't go to a restaurant. They yeah. shut everything down. And what it was, it was designed to keep everybody from having free speech and speaking to one another. And then they took the next step of saying, you got to be six feet apart. They've already come out now numerous times and said that's, that's completely and totally erroneous yeah, number. Not based on There's anything. no science whatsoever. And then you start looking at the satanic aspect of it, of the number six and with the occult. And then you start realizing, why is it when I walk in the front door, it says, stay six feet. Then on the floor, it says, stay six feet. Then on the register, it says, stay six feet. It doesn't take anybody that's a rocket scientist to start realizing the occult history and what they've done with numerology over thousands of years. Yeah. And you start realizing... There's triple sixes everywhere you walk into every building now. And some people said, oh, so that's far-fetched. That's super weird. It yeah. may be. I may be thinking into it too much, but why six? Why not seven? I've been okay seven feet over seven, seven, seven everywhere. I'm like, okay, God's number on that. Yep. They didn't do that. They didn't pick five either. Exactly. So you start to realize these things. And now it's so important that if you really believe what's going on, civil disobedience is the most important thing you can do right now. Like we were talking about earlier with Southwest Airlines. Mm -hmm. 
Dude, Southwest Airlines didn't cancel 2,000 flights over the weekend because there was bad nope. weather in Florida. Nope. I've been down in Florida. I live here in Florida. <laughs> the weather's great down here. Maybe a thunderstorm here and there. It's ironic. American Airlines didn't cancel 2,000 flights. Spirit didn't cancel 2,000 flights. Mm -mm. And now the, the CEO is coming out and saying, oh, well, by the way, we're not going to give you, we're not going to put you on unpaid leave of absence or fire you if you have a medical or you have a religious exemption. And that's what I've been trying to encourage a lot of people to do. If you're in a company that's doing this, you got to get a religious exemption on that. And a lot of these forms are coming out with now are like two and three pages long. They want you to fill out all the stuff. Yeah. Legally, all you have to put on there is I have a strongly held religious belief. Everything else is N.A. You don't have to tell them who your pastor is or what church you're affiliated right, with. Right. This is my religious belief. I'm not getting experimental RNA injection. And that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we. It's, it's interesting you say that because I, when I went out there, I just said, you know what? This has been a stressful year. I'm just going to disconnect. Yeah. Enjoy. I mean, we we're at an incredible lodge hunting and, and everything. I said, I'm just going to disconnect for a little bit. So flew out there Wednesday. I, I mean, I can't help but look at some every, every once in a while. But Sunday, we're in the airport, and that's when everything was affected. And it, it wasn't just Southwest Airlines. It was Jacksonville Control Tower. Yeah. Because we were at the airport, and our flight, it was American, went from there to, to Dallas and then Dallas to Tampa. Okay. There's always another direct flight from, from South Dakota to Sanford. Yep. Which was canceled. Okay. So all these people in the airport are like, what the heck? What the heck? You know, it's canceled. And that's when the first thing started trickling in to me. It's like, okay, well, there's a strike or there's this. Tower controls walking off. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, I always say in the show, one by one, we all say no. Yep. And if we, because individually, we may feel that we don't have the power. Individually, we may feel that we can't affect change. But that's what I said when they were protesting in the UK when they're processing in Paris, when they're doing it in Australia, numbers, they'll listen. Oh, yeah. Because you've talked on your show many times about the algorithms. Yes. Talk, talk about that real quick. Well, what we've seen now, when you do look at the research with the NSA data collection, especially the huge facility they have out in Utah, yep. we learned a lot of this from Snowden originally when he put all the stuff out there. And you can actually watch the film Snowden. Mm -hmm. they, it's, they don't go into details, much stuff they should have, but it's still a good film as far as showing you that this has been going on. 9-11 was the catalyst as far as full, <laughs> it, just full exposure to everybody's going to be monitored all the time. And if you look at the research and you talk to anybody that's worked with the NSA, I talked to a guy years ago, and this is what brought it into me, is they actually go in and, you know, a, a normal person or normal group can't actually look at all this data and all these emails and all these content. It's physically impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have millions of people, you still couldn't go through it all. So they've built now these AI algorithms and they house a lot of that in Utah is it goes through and it picks up keywords, key phrases, statements, videos, and it, it literally scrubs the entire planet's internet. Mm -hmm. Anything that's online, anything that's on a phone, anything that's on a text message, they see it. Doesn't matter if it's your private photos that are in your phone. They see it. They see everything with it. And so what they do is when there's a certain term or a certain phrase, like, you know, uh, let's go Brandon, or, you know, <laughs> we will not comply, they start seeing this stuff and it starts hitting the algorithm. And all of a sudden, you know, okay, there were 50,000 hits, there were 200,000 hits, there were 5 million hits. And the algorithm will basically generate a report and it'll come in. And then somebody actually looks at it and they go, okay, listen, due to the algorithm that is showing us right here, there is an X amount of statistical probability that this group or this area or this thing that we're pushing is not going to work effectively. 
because this is showing us. And it's actually a very, very effective algorithm due to the AI system. It's like a metric of backlash. They show exactly what they predict is going to happen off this. So when everybody starts talking about something specifically on Twitter, like do not comply, like that's been that's been yeah. hitting really hard lately, or you start seeing individuals from, you know, controllers and air traffic control walk off or Southwest airline pilots walk off, it hits the algorithm. And they start looking at the metrics on it and they go, okay, there's an X amount of possibility now that this is not going to work anymore. And if these people continue to do this, this is going to happen. And what we've seen now is that certain things we do in unison together will affect change very, very quickly. We saw that last year when we all started talking about the RNA experimental injection. There are people now that I know that were very pro-vaccine. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're like pro-vaccine, get your shot, that now they absolutely will not get this RNA injection. There's been zero long-term testing. There's yep. been zero research studies that show what this is going to do one year, two years, five years, 10 years down the road when you start doing gene editing like this. And so people are starting to look at it and go, okay, search this, search this, search this. And it goes right into the algorithm. And so that's why I encourage people, make sure you're doing your own research and you're also sending your research to people that may want to be awake, email people, text people, get it out there. I mean, we're in a group chat. We talk about it. We'll send just random stuff yeah. to each other. And there's articles you've sent me before that I haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, then I'll send in another group chat. I'll bam, 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 bam. I'll hit everybody yeah. with it. And it's so important we do that right now. That makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. And I think, you know, one of the the shows that I'm going to link in this is the interview with Dr. Lee Merritt that oh, you, yeah. you guys did. She's Incredible. awesome. I sent that to a bunch yeah. of people, put it on Rumble so people could see it. Not only the the Apple podcast version, but the the video podcast version. To yeah. just to just saturate the different platforms with that because I think it's I mean, like you said, I mean, it's incredibly important to to at least share that information with people um, who may be you know just completely compliant, who may just want to walk the line, but maybe something within that gets them to have that little trigger of yeah, okay, this is you know this may be interesting. Um, what do you think is as far as I think in, in the United States, obviously we're in, we're in Florida, which thank God we're in Florida. Yeah, the thank free God state now. We're in Polk County. Yeah. So I think it cascades from who's, who, who is your governor yeah. and who is your sheriff. Yeah. Because are they going to start like the, I saw an interview with the LA County Sheriff who's basically went, I'm not enforcing any of this Not stuff. enforcing any of these vaccines, which, even on the sheriff's department, said so we're not going to do it. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is, which is great. But I think a lot of times it's the whole not in my backyard deal. Yep. To where people will just say, okay, whatever. They don't have a position until it comes to them. Right. It's coming. Oh yeah. It's it's on its way. Oh yeah. So what 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 would you say to somebody to take action today? Because I think there's superstars made, not superstars, but just famous people being made. There's like a 14 year old girl that was actually arrested in a school for com- failure to comply to wear a mask. Yeah. 14 year old woman. Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah. Then you have a couple of these other people. But it's like, where are the men? Where yeah. are the men standing up? And where are the people that will fight for these? Because even the dad of this girl said, yeah, we went through this. They actually arrested her in handcuffs at school, took her to the police station, booked her. No one came to her defense. Yeah. And, and it was frustrating to me to an extent. I'm starting to see it more now in Polk County. It's people are starting to wake up. Is you know, there was back in April. And this was driving me up the wall. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. They're not in public school. My five-year-old basically is in a homeschool co-op now because he's not going to get taught critical race theory and, you know, transgender ideology at five years old. This isn't going to happen. And so we've gone that route. But my kids aren't in public school, so I really had no 
bone to pick, no dog in the fight really for the most part when a lot of these kids were being forced to wear masks. The ideology behind wearing, making a child wear a mask as they walk around school all day long is not only absolutely non-scientific, it's downright child abuse. Children have a 99.9997% survivability yeah. rate. COVID has not affected the younger generation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And when you're taking a five and six-year-old or eight-year-old or 15-year-old kid and you're telling them to wear a muzzle all day and they're dropping it on the floor and they're getting yelled at and they're basically playing with it, children are not basically medical workers. They're not no. trained how to properly use face masks. If you even look at the OSHA guidelines and the medical guidelines, there are specific requirements when you wear face coverings in a hospital. Yes, there are. You got to be scrubbed down. You cannot, if you touch the mask under any circumstances, you have to have an all new mask put on. Go through the whole process. The whole again. process goes over again. There's specific guidelines for that. So this concept of saying, hey, we're going to tell a five-year-old to put on a giant face mask and keep it on all day long. Doesn't matter when they drop it in the bathroom. Doesn't matter when it gets stepped on in the playground. Doesn't matter when they get yelled at and get food in it. They have to wear it all day. It is literally asinine. And there was a, a parent that took eight, uh, eight masks mm -hmm. that were clean or two, two or three masks that were clean and took eight of them that had been worn. And they sent all of them off for lab testing. Not a single mask showed any viral particle on it, but Every single mask that was used went positive for E. coli, staph. It was like 13 or 14 different bacterias, yep. nasty bacterias. Every single mask tested positive. And so what happened to me is I started going to work all the time and I'm always running around and I passed this school right down the road from my office. And I saw these kids out one day and it literally broke my heart. I saw them outside in the playground playing kickball in the Florida sun, all wearing masks. Yeah. And I just looked at it and I said, what is happening in our society? This isn't okay. And so I started talking to more people. And the more I started to realize that this entire COVID thing was a complete and total indoctrination of the younger generation, not saying that the virus isn't real because there's tons of viruses. Yeah. I started realizing this is all about compliance and indoctrinating the children. And then I started talking to parents and they were frustrated. And I said, this is it. We got to start going to the school board. And we ended up going to the school board in uh, April this year. And you were there. You recorded it. That was the one. It was ironic. They had the school board recording that was public video that was posted yeah. online that never got taken down. You recorded us from a different angle, and it got taken down off YouTube within 12 minutes. Yes, it did. And so I went up first, and then Ted went up after me. And I went up there with literally, I mean, I, I had a stack of papers. I mean, it was thicker than this, of all research studies and articles talking about Masks are not effective against the flu. Masks are not effective against COVID. Masks are not effective actually whatsoever against viral transmission. And then it went into detail on the dangers of wearing masks all the time. But they're also double-blind peer-reviewed clinical studies. Yeah. From prestigious universities. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, well, it I, wasn't just a no, reporter that said no, it. No, it, it wasn't just something I pulled off Fox News. Yeah, exactly. I, I scrubbed. I mean, I had literally peer-reviewed journals all the way back when they looked at flu transmission mm -hmm. in hospitals when people wore masks. And there was no difference as far as flu transmission yeah. to people wearing a mask and not wearing a mask in a hospital. It was back in like 2015. That's exactly right. I should have bought, brought some of the articles with me. I'll be back on the show, I'm sure. Yeah. But so we went to the school board and, you know, we had three minutes. I raised Kane about it. Ted got on there. He raised Kane about it. There was about 30 moms that were behind us in line. And what was so interesting, and this is when I realized the true suppression of freedom that we're seeing in this country, is they were telling everybody, you can't come inside. You have to come in one at a time and talk. And they literally were trying to lock everybody outside. And they opened the door at one point, and Ted and I just wedged ourselves in. And the lady goes, we well, have to wear a mask to be in here. I said, no, I don't. There's a sheriff officer walking out. 
I said, Sheriff, I said, are you going to arrest us if we don't wear a mask? She goes, absolutely not. There's no mask yeah. law. You guys do what you want. Be peaceful. Yeah. And the lady, the school board lady looked at me like, I can't, I can't believe you're not wearing a mask. The guy goes, well, sir, you need to wear a mask. I said, no. He goes, I need to check your temperature. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> you're not checking my temperature. You're not wearing, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. And so we got in there, we did our thing. And by the time we got done, you know, there were probably 30 moms in line to talk and they raised cane as well. But the thing that troubled me the most is that I didn't see one other dad. That's right. In line behind me to talk. Mm -hmm. And Ted and I, neither one of us have kids in the school board or school system. Yeah. We just went there because I had to stick up for somebody. I had to do something to put a voice out for the kids. And sure enough, the whole school board voted to drop the mask mandate in the Polk County School Board. They, they cannot have masks at all now, mandatory. They want to wear them, they can. And so we, we made a difference at that point. But yeah, it was troubling to me to see not another dad in there. And it, it made me realize, okay, this is, this is the point now to where everybody has to start getting one side or the other. There is no fence riding anymore. You're either going to be pro-tyranny and you're going to go down this road and you're just going to say, hey, I'm going to submit to totalitarianism or you're going to say, no, I'm going to fight for freedom because it's not just a shot anymore. You can say, oh, well, just get the shot and get it over with. Once you give consent to another person, a business, anybody, anything, and you say you have the right, even though I don't want it, I don't need it, I have natural immunity, you have a right to penetrate me with a hypodermic needle and inject experimental RNA shot into me, you have the right to do that. Yeah. Your, your freedom's gone at that point. No. You, you have nothing left. At that. They, they own you, essentially. Yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. And that was, a, that was an awesome night to be there. It was. Because they didn't just, there were people that brought lawn chairs with signs. Oh, and, yeah, outside. When, when you guys walked out, it was cheering. Yeah. Because they wouldn't let everybody in right and so they were watching it on the live feed yeah outside outside it was it was like a tailgating experience it but it was like and it wasn't anything rude it wasn't anything no. of that we they weren't were, cussing we weren't yelling but no. we were very much to the point like the, you're not gonna tell us that our five and six and ten and fifteen year old children are gonna have to wear a muzzle all day in class when there's not one yeah. single scientific <laughs> evidence that shows this stops transmission in schools and actually it's quite contrary to natural health yeah and, and that's when it's like okay and the, the problem that i have with so many people is that most people are just going you know what just where I can't tell you how many times I heard that last year. I would go out <laughs> places and I'd get in arguments. I'd get kicked out. I almost got trespass worn one time shopping with Lana. Lady pitched a fit and I finally just left. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this right now. Is it so many people just go, okay, that's fine. Just blind compliance. And they go along with it. And I get it. It's not fun to get in fights all the time. I mean, I, I, I get it. A lot of people don't want to deal with conflict. But at what point in time are you going to say no? That's right. You're going to say, okay, well, I'll take the shot now. We'll take the booster shot. We'll take the fourth booster shot. Well, now we have to come to your home every single week and test you. And if you test negative or you test positive, it doesn't matter. You got to go to a quarantine camp. Oh, that's right. They're doing that in Australia right now. Building thousands of person-holding quarantine camps all over the country. And in Washington State. Yeah, in Washington State now, too. You basically, you have to be quarantined if you test positive, even if you're not symptomatic. This is the first time in recorded history we've punished people for being healthy. That's exactly. It doesn't matter what's happening to you. It doesn't matter if you're extremely healthy. It doesn't matter if you've tested negative. You still are told you got to stay in your house. That's when I realized last year at the very beginning of it, when they were quarantining healthy people. Yeah. There's never, that's never been done in history before when it comes to a pandemic. Mm -hmm. If somebody's sick, I got it. 
You're sick, you're contagious, do you go to quarantine? That's standard procedure. But saying you're, you're healthy, you're natural, you have an immunity, or you're basically not, you're, you're super healthy, you still have to quarantine. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense at all. It take, The whole concept of natural immunity now, which has been used for 100 years, it's gone completely out the window. And they, they ignore it and scoff at it now. Literally changed the definition. Yeah, yeah, literally changed the, the definition. The World Health Organization now. literally changed the definition. Yeah. They removed, of, of herd immunity, right. of natural immunity, they said if enough people get the virus and have a vaccine, that is called they reach a level of herd immunity. Right. Now it said if enough people get the vaccine. They completely removed, removed it, yeah. the natural immunity part. Right. But I think, I mean, I think you're right on that. I mean, as far as pushing back, I heard a guy say the other day, when does, when does this stop? He said it stops when enough people get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable to, literally, it's uncomfortable to walk in an airport without a mask and to wonder who's going to come up, who's going to yeah. be the Karen, who's going to be the, are you going to get arrested? Because they're playing over the loudspeakers all the time. By regulation, you have to do this. You More can get fined. You can do this, that, and the other. And I'm like, screw constant it. conditioning, screw constant it. conditioning. I remember when I went into Lowe's the first time when a lot of the stuff had started, and they repeatedly played over the loudspeaker. You're required to wear a mask in Lowe's. Yeah. Wash your hands regularly. Social distance, and they repeated it. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't realize. I, my degree was in psychology from Southeastern University. Then I went and got a master's degree in business after that. And what I learned in psychology is, it doesn't matter what you tell somebody. If you repeat it enough times over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. the vast majority of people will comply. They will listen and they will actually adopt that as their own value system. Even if they don't realize it's happening, you just continue to say it over and over. And finally you reach a point where you go, oh man, I got to go into Lowe's. They're they're saying put the mask on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you don't even ask the question, why am I putting the mask on? Right. You just automatically do what you're told. That is a point when you lose your freedom and there's nothing left. Yeah, I mean, you're literally the human version of Pavlov's dogs. Yeah, <laughs> you had they actually had this. Exactly right. Rem- remember that one video um, meme, Joe, that they had of that that girl that was in the doctor's office waiting room, and she was sitting there, and when a when a like the it sounded like a school bell, but it was like beep when it went off, all these other like people that were around her stage there would stand up. Okay, and then they'd sit down. Yeah. And it happened over and over and over again until she was the only one in the waiting room and the, the little dinger bell went off. She stood up by herself, stood up. Wow, That's I the, didn't see that. Yeah, I'll have to send that to yeah. you. The human condition yep. of this over and over, the gaslighting. That's why when, when uh, they missed the jobs report by 800,000 yeah. jobs last, last week and they come out with the gaslighting of this is progress, this is progress, mm-hmm. this is progress. And they keep using yep. the same words over and yep. over and over. So you hear it. It's like in marketing, you have to get your message across and people have to see it in seven different impressions yep. for it to stick. And so that's why they're using the words progress, progress, yep. progress. They're, they're trying to say, and, and it's almost like these medical commercials. They're telling you every single way you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but they're showing this incredible. Running like, through the field with butterflies, yeah, holding your exactly. wife's hands as it tells you basically the side <laughs> effects can be death, yeah. heart attack. You're like. So that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing like the opposite, yeah. a juxtaposition of this is what the end result should look like. Right. This is reality, but we're so focused on this that the reality doesn't, it doesn't register with our brains. Yeah. Because it's that impression type. Yeah. Type, type well, deal. perfect example. I, I talked about on our show the other day, CNN put out a tweet 
And they were, it, it, it was interesting. They were talking about how everybody needs to get ready because there's going to be food shortages because all this stuff because of COVID. We're not having shortages because of COVID. We're having shortages because A, people are taking a step back saying, I don't want the shot. And they're intentionally causing this. B, you got people that are still getting paid not to work. And C, you have this mentality now, this victim mentality that they promoted over the last year and a half that it doesn't matter what happens it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. It's the government's responsibility to protect me. And CNN put out this tweet and talked about how we need to get ready for shortages. And they said, nothing will be like before times again. And what's interesting, <laughs> the B and the T in before times was capitalized, like trying to reference that as BC. Like yeah. this was before COVID. Nothing's going to be like before COVID again, before times, nothing else in the tweet was capitalized except before times. Mm -hmm. And I, as soon as I saw it, it jumped right out at me and I went, oh my gosh, they're trying to do a real true reset. They want this to be essentially the same thing that happened when Christ died for us and we went from BC to 80 and changed the entire Roman calendar. Yeah. They want to change the entire calendar now. This was pre-COVID, this is post-COVID. That way they can come in and they have a scapegoat. COVID's the scapegoat. The yeah. bankers can come in, reset the financial system, completely collapse, put everybody under as much restrictions as possible, and it's it's all for your protection. It's because of COVID, <laughs> of course, you know? Of it's, it's for COVID. And this, I saw this article the other day, and this is the craziest thing you've ever seen. Courier Mail went out, and they put an article out, and they said, this is, this is right here from Australia. If you're fully vaccinated against COVID, the next step to improve your immunity is actually catch the virus. You can't even make this up. You can't even make this up anymore. And they, so this was from a doctor, Australian National University infectious disease expert, Dr. Professor Peter Colligan. And he said, you might want to get it. You definitely want to get it. It's immunity. You want supported by a vaccine. The head of the Australian society said everyone will probably get exposed eventually. Well, my, my million dollar question has been on this. Okay, this is the first time in recorded history of all the science, all the research, the virology reports, everything we've seen over the last hundred years that we're saying you have to get the shot and then get the virus. That's like saying, oh, I got my measles shot. I definitely want to go get measles now. I want to try to contract yeah. measles after I'm vaccinated. Well, if it's a true vaccine, you wouldn't get it. A true vaccine would give you immunity to it. Yeah. So this article they put out kind of stepped on their own face because now they're telling us the shot not only doesn't work, it only is there to allegedly reduce symptoms, which means it's not a vaccine. It's therapeutic at best. Right, it's therapeutic at best, if, yeah. if you yeah. even believe that. So it's a medical treatment. Yep. It's not a vaccine or an immunization. It's a medical treatment. And so now we're saying, okay, it doesn't matter if you got the shot. You need to get it to provide better immunity. I, I can't even respond with how stupid that is. But yet, again, it's the conditioning now. It doesn't matter if you have the shot. It's best if you get COVID and then continue to keep getting the booster shot so you don't oh. get COVID again. I don't even know. Well, it, I mean, and, and it, <laughs> but it goes back with what we've from from day one of this. Yeah, day one. I mean, there, there's a there's a family that you know that I was on a group chat with that I got kicked out of the group chat because I was I, <laughs> I, that that I I was doing research on orthomolecular.org. Yeah, when they talk a lot about vitamin C as an antiviral yep. and all this and zinc, and I wasn't there to prove anybody wrong. I was there to help my, me and my family right. be safe. Right. That's all it was. Because I'm like, I, I acknowledge in the very beginning, 
we're all going to encounter this. Oh, yeah. There's not one person that is not going to it's encounter this just like the flu. We point. all get exposed to the flu at some point. A absolutely. Yeah. So you've got that, but then the whole natural immunity aspect, which is, it's, it's probably, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence, but the only time I ever wore a mask is I had to go to the Apple store in Sarasota to get my computer fixed. This was last, the end of June last so year. The height of it, y'all, yeah. They made me wear a mask. They gave me the mask. Right. Two days later, I start getting a sore throat, had a fever, came down, lost my smell, taste, taste all this yep. other stuff. And I'm like, oh, well. But now it's great because from Oxford University, from uh, Israeli data studies and all this, you're six to 13 times more antibodies and better protection and less likely to catch anything else by having natural immunity. Yeah. So that goes with that article because they're saying that if, and, and probably what it sounds to me like is they're saying that the vaccine sheds or it wanes efficacy or anything like that. Yeah. So not a vaccine jab, but anyway, so you don't have any protection. No. So that's where they're saying it's better to get it. They're acknowledging natural immunity within that own article without <laughs> saying it. Without saying it. Yeah, that's that's the irony about it. And that's what I said from the very beginning, because, you know, at Health Masters, we try to produce the highest quality supplement. So from the very beginning of this, we started doing the research. Okay, what's going to be the best thing to bolster if you get a viral load? And mm -hmm. it was the vitamin C, the D3, the zinc, and the same thing. I got COVID uh, th two, three months ago. And I mean, I got it hard. I got super hard. And I started handling, hitting the supplements. I was out of it in about four or five days. Smell and taste started coming back after about a week. And um, the thing that was crazy about it is now, like you said, if I get exposed to it again, I got a huge immunity to it. And the concept, and I think this has been one of the most troubling things to me because I've been in the health industry for so long. The, the, the most troubling concept from this entire thing from COVID is that we've taken the concept of being responsible and taking care of your body and maintaining your health, and we've completely thrown it out the window. Yep. It doesn't matter how much junk food you eat. It doesn't matter how many cigarettes you smoke. It doesn't matter how much liquor you drink every day. As long as you get the shot, you're protected. Don't worry about vac. Don't worry about vitamin C. Don't worry about D three. Don't worry about zinc. Don't worry about any of that. None of it works. It's totally erroneous. Mm -hmm. Even though there's been research for decades showing intravenous vitamin IVs from vitamin C intravenously has knocked out cancer. Is in some cases knocked out different viruses like herpes. So you're going in and you're talking about this, and they go, No, no, no. You can't talk about that. Yeah. That's 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 not allowed to be talked about. Nope. Well, this is research that isn't a one-month-old injection that you guys have rolled out now. This is research that we've looked at for the last 20 to 30 years in clinical research studies. And that was the biggest troubling thing to me about it is not one time did you hear, even during Trump's administration, Fauci or any of the other bobbleheads ever talk about get outside and get some D3. Make sure you're maintaining your D3 levels. Make sure you're maintaining vitamin C. Get exercise. That's right. Get your respiratory system flowing. Get your blood flow. And not one time, never brought up, not one single time. Stay at home, shelter in place, be scared, don't question anything, do what we tell you to do. Yeah. That's the only thing that we could do for it. Well, they even they even classified lack of exercise as a comorbidity. Oh, yeah. Like one of the top two. Yeah. Obesity yeah. and lack of exercise are the two top contributing factors. Obesity is the number one. I think in that the one research they did, it was like 92% of the people that died from COVID were overweight or obese. Yeah. I mean, it was like the vast majority of everybody that died from COVID had some type of health problem. And majority, all of them, if they weren't obese, they were overweight. Well, Imagine that. Well, what's interesting, too, is I remember I was coming back from, I don't know where I was coming back from, Tennessee or something like that. And I remember listening to the archive version of your show that yeah. day. And you mentioned talking about vitamin D3, D levels. Yeah. 60% of those that were dying from 
COVID had low yep. or severe, severely low vitamin D, D, D3 levels. Yep. But here's the, th- here's the interesting thing the other day. I think I sent you this. is PubMed.gov. It's a government website. And it also says something about the severity to check people's vitamin D levels when they enter the hospital because the, your vitamin D levels affect the severity of Absolutely. the virus you're going to get. I got, the, I got the research study right here <laughs> that just came out. One of them had 127 clinical references. You can look it up. This just came out back in September. Relevance of vitamin D3 and COVID-19 infection. It talks about basically in detail how vitamin D plays a role in the immune function. And it goes on to say here, it says the function of vitamin D can prove advantageous and warning about the consequences of the COVID-19 disease. The available clinical data is still in its infancy considering the disease is so early. However, large numbers of recent manuscripts support the notion that vitamin D deficiency is related to COVID-19 disease. At the time Mm -hmm. of writing this article, clinical trials have already been conducted on many more and are currently working on the impact of vitamin D supplementation and patients with COVID-19 disease. So until we may find something conclusive. It would not be an exaggeration if we state that maintaining the balanced levels of vitamin D is highly recommended considering its diverse benefits in our system. Relevance of vitamin D3 and COVID-19 infection. You can't even make this stuff up. No. I mean, it's right there. 127 clinical references in that research study. And it's like, no, get the shot. <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, it's insane. And, and, and again, if the consensus of local health officials says that that's not correct, yeah, it's going to be banned, even though there's 127 clinical references of that. I, I mean, and you you saw probably last week when they had um, eight or nine different doctors, pathologists that were talking about on, on a live YouTube screen, Oh, yeah, I heard something about that, yeah. And they were going through slide samples, microscopic slide samples of what? The autopsy results look like of people that have taken the vaccine. Yeah. They shut the live feed down. Yeah. They can't handle the truth. Yeah. No, it, because the, the truth has, says in the Bible, the truth will set you free. And they do not want anybody talking about anything that contradicts the narrative. Yeah. That's why what you're doing, what we do with our show, it's so important. And that's why it's so important to be vocal to people you know. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be, you know, belligerent with them. But if they're spark a, spark a seed in their mind. Bring up topics. Say, hey, you know, what's what's going on with this? I've done that numerous times. I've been places. I'll kind of play the dumb card with it. I'll bring something like, man, have you, you heard about this shot they're trying to get everybody to make? And a lot of times people go, yeah, what is going on with this? I, I don't I don't need a vaccine. I've already had COVID. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you opened the door for me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to step right in now. Exactly. And so it, it's really important that everybody continues to get the truth out there because they are doing full-blown digital book burning right now. It's very evident. Yeah. Well, here, here's here's an interesting thing. And it's, it's not, I mean, it, it is getting the truth out, but it's questioning who cares about authority Yeah, about that. It's question what doesn't make sense because right. what you said at the beginning, the OSHA, what was the thing they talked about? A toxic something in the, in the workplace, they have to do that. Emer- oh, yes, yes. Deal. I think I have the article here. Yeah. Basically, if there's some type of new toxic element that's in the workplace. Okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What, on a construction site, I've been on construction sites. You have too. What's the one thing that most people do? Smoke cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Is that not a toxic element? Yeah, that's true. Are they going to ban that? Secondhand smoke. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I don't know if I have it in this one with me. But no, you're exactly right on it. So it's like if this whole concept that they're bringing up, and it's like you just said with authority, we put the, the government, people have failed to realize this. The constitutional public that we live under is a government by the people 
for the people. Mm -hmm. We, the people of the United States. I mean, it's very clear in the writings of how this is built. And so we've elected individuals to represent us, which means we have the right to question what those representatives say. If we don't like what they're saying, we have a right to say, I disagree with you. Yeah. You're not doing what the consensus of this, you know, your constituents want. And people have fallen in this line now where it doesn't matter what authority it is. If they say to do it, people say, how high? Lockstep. Jump. Do it right now. Okay, I'll do it. Put your head on the floor and rub your face on the ground. That prevents COVID. Okay. Yeah. Yes, master. I'll do it right now. <laughs> And, and that's the biggest problem that I have now is nobody wants to question authority. They don't. Why are they telling you to do this? They don't. Why do they want you to be injected with this? Why was there only two months of a phase three clinical trial in this injection that has never been used with RNA experimental therapy? Never been used before on humans. And on animals, it was pretty On horrific. animals, yeah. If you look at the research with cats and ferrets, they all died. They all died. If, and you look, this is the part that really bothered me when the shot started being brought out. The FDA, in their own writings, refused to allow RNA injections, RNA gene therapy, to go into clinical trials 10 years ago when RNA therapy first started to come about. They said there is no long-term testing for human trials to go on with this. We do not understand what it's going to do. You do not have permission to go into clinical trials with RNA gene therapy. All of a sudden, COVID hits. Dude, you got a green light for one of the most experimental therapies in recorded history, and people are just mindlessly going, Give me a shot with it. I'm not. I'm not saying that not all that all vaccines are bad. There's certain vaccines that can be effective if they're done right and they're clean. But what I'm saying is this isn't a vaccine, even by the definition of it. That's they right. actually went in and rewrote the definition of a vaccine. Yep. As far as now, it doesn't give you immunity. It's just a medical treatment. Mm -hmm. That right there should make you question everything about it from a hundred years of science that we've looked at. You, you know, I, I think this. The, the trip out there made me really step back and made me realize there's a lot more work we have to do. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting at a table. We eat dinner together every night. There's about 13, 14 of us. And one of the guys at the end talks about, uh, I didn't bring the vaccine topic up. I'm like, I'm yeah. staying away from this. <laughs> but he said something about he had he had COVID. It was, it was rough for a couple of days. He's fine. And then he, he brought it up that, hey, I'm going to go get the vaccine, but I'm supposed to wait 90 days. And I'm like, I can't. I can't stay silent about this. So yeah. I, I, I said, why would you do that? And all these other people, I know they've had it. And yeah. so not all of them, but the majority. Yeah. Of them. And so I, I just said, let me ask you a question. And I said, I want to ask the whole table this question. If you've had this injection, can you still transmit it? Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can you, can you still get COVID? It was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said, can you die from it? And again, everyone's like, yeah. And I asked the guy, I said, there's clinical data. Yeah. That you're six to 13 times more immunity or natural immunity or antibodies than anybody at this table that's had a vaccine. And everybody's kind of like silent. And so I just kind of, you know, the, the guy at the table is like, are you serious? You know, and he's, yeah. and he, and he's had it. I'm like, yes, I can send you studies. I can, I can show you all this stuff. I can send you a chart that shows you when Israel took the third booster and there's the case goes to the roof. Went yeah. through the roof. Yeah. I'm like, this is nuts. And so we start talking about that and they're like, yeah, I guess you're not going to get the vaccine. And I went, hell no. No. Because I think you have to stand strong in your conviction of yeah. it's not just, no, I'm not going to get it. It's like, hell no, I'm not yeah, going to get it. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. No. Why? Because I've looked at this stuff, but it was interesting. I walked outside and I'm standing at the front of the lodge and the other guy comes out who's the safety director for a, multiple huge companies around here. And he goes, hey, I want to tell you, there's not one thing you said in there I disagree with. You're 100% right on every nice. single thing you said. Yeah. And I'm like, 
sweet. Yeah. This is, this is cool. Made I said, a difference. I've done my research. He deals with OSHA a lot. He's yeah. like, we're having all kind of issues having to do this, that, and the other and everything. And I said, this is all bull crap. And he's yeah. like, it is. 100% yeah. it is. He goes, but it, it's just kind of, and I'm like, why do people in, the, in there at that table are like this? And he goes, they're comfortable. Yeah. And that's what I text the other day. I said, the two gods that, that we serve in the Western culture are money and, and a comfortable life. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And people will do anything to maintain their level of normalcy. And everybody, and this is what I try to convey to everybody. And I get it. I'm the same way. Everybody wants to get past this nonsense and be how it was before. We're all starting to realize, wow, it was really nice not to have this authoritarian rule over everybody. We're trying to fight to get back to that. But what nobody realizes is if we don't start standing up aggressively against this, it's never going to stop. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Like you just said, getting the shot after you've had COVID, that has to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. You got COVID. Yes, I got it. You survived. Yeah, I survived. I was sick for like four or five days. Okay. So you got natural immunity. I got natural immunity. So you want to get an injection now. Which has proven to be way more effective. Right. Yeah, which has proven way, way more effective. But here's the thing. Why do you want to get the shot if you've already had it? It's kind of like the first time, basically, you get in a fight. You know, nobody likes to get hit in the face. It sucks. But the first time you get in a fight and you get hit in the face, you're like, all right, that sucked. But you don't have that fear of the unknown anymore. Like, all right, I know what it feels like to get sucker punch now. Like mm-hmm. now I get another fight. I know what it feels like to get hit. If you've already had COVID and you've already gotten past it and you've got natural immunity, why are you still living in fear and going and getting an injection that has nowhere near the strength of natural immunity? That's the biggest question. Mm-mm. And so I, I continue to just encourage people, dude, it is all about holding your convictions on this. If you believe something to be true, hold to it. I've watched way too many people now over the last year, and I know you have too, just blindly compromise. Mm Because like you said, they want to have some level of normalcy back when nobody realizes the more you comply, the less normal it's ever going to be again. Yeah. Period. Yeah, and and it's it's not easy to be the one guy. Oh, I know. Sometimes in a crowd, that's like, no. Or when you're with a group of people and they're all, you know, going with the propaganda. Yeah. and, And you're just like, no, I'm going to challenge this. And you challenge it. And everyone is like, huh? Okay. Yeah. It, it may be. And, and sometimes it goes a lot better than others. And, and sometimes it doesn't, but base education is so important. Education is so powerful. And the fact that you're educated, you've done your research. I've done my research on this and I know I'm a hundred percent right side of this. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Side. I have no fear in this at all whatsoever. And the first thing I did is by listening to, you, to to your show and understanding because who what's your dad's credentials? Oh gosh, I don't even have been I don't even know now. what to say, but Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, he graduated from Florida State like four times. So I mean, he's got a bunch of degrees on as well. I don't even have him in front of me. I always have him some on the biology. website. He was in the he's biology. Got biology. He's got a bunch of stuff on there. And so I mean, he he did all time, I mean, hundreds of hours in the the uh genetic labs and the biological labs and everything at Florida State and the biology labs. And so I mean, he looked at this from a long time ago. I mean, he he's researched this for a long time, especially going into basically natural medicine and looking at natural immunity, looking at natural nutrition, looking at exercise physiology. And so he's unbelievably educated in that field, even way more than I am. And the concept that a lot of people that we've asked is, okay, so if you got chickenpox when you're younger, you had a natural immunity to chickenpox, right? If all of a sudden somebody told you, hey, guess what? 
you had chicken pox. You, had a, you have a natural immunity to chicken pox, but you need to get your chicken pox vaccine now. Yeah, we're going to reintroduce that to your body. Because it's for your protection. Yeah. Well, can I still get chicken pox? Well, no, no, you got natural immunity to chicken pox, so you're fine if you get exposed to it, but you need to get the shot again because it's for your protection. And what they've done now is there's always two sides to a conflict that is generated by an outside force. If you look at it almost every time, same thing happened with the Civil War. Same thing happened in multiple conflicts. What they're pitting up now, the entire country, is to be the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. If you don't have your vaccine, I'm not protected. That's like being in a car and saying, if you don't wear your seatbelt, <laughs> I'm going to die if we get in a wreck. Yeah. It's asinine. But they've said it, like we talked about earlier, they've said it so many yeah. times. People actually believe People it. actually believe, if I get the shot, but you don't get the shot, you can kill me. It takes the entire idea of being self-sufficient and being responsible for your own life. And it just throws it out the window. I'm not responsible for my, you're responsible for my health, man. Yeah. If you don't get that shot, you're going to kill me. You better wear your mask. You're going to make me sick. Okay. Well, I mean, does that mean he's to wear a life jacket when you're driving the car too, <laughs> because we may drive in the water and die in a water collision. No, the concept of being fearful and scared about every single thing is the entire premise of what the left and really what the dark side, if you want to get into it, with yeah. Satan and everything, yeah. it's all about being fear fearful. That's what it even says in the Bible, basically, thou shalt not be afraid. He comes in and says, do not be afraid. Fear not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not with giving you a spirit of fear. Right, but of love and of sound mind. Peace and a sound Peace mind. Peace and a sound right. mind. And so when you start looking at it, being fearful gets you killed. Being mm -hmm. fearful makes you hesitate. Yeah. Being fearful makes you make the wrong decisions. You don't live in fear. Fear is a natural instinct that comes on certain situations, but you don't live in a state of fear. And that's what they've done now with the media is they've constantly generated this state of fear. And I personally think, and it's been my theory, that is one reason why the masks were so pushed to, to this day, even at the beginning, was it was to remind people to be scared of the virus. Oh, I'm, I'm going out in public. I got to put a mask on. Well, we know the mask didn't work, mm -hmm. but why were they wearing the mask? They were scared. And then you had people that just blindly complied because other people were scared. And like you just said, with the buzzer on and in, in the waiting room, finally at the end, the buzzer goes off and she just stands up. Yeah. Because you've seen it and you've done it so much now, you don't even question, even if you have natural immunity, why you're still wearing it. I mean, Fauci just said earlier on yesterday, he said now that everybody, even if you're vaccinated, needs to wear a mask in outdoor settings now for christmas yeah. and i'm like Listen. what yeah well i think too it goes along with where we're at in social media because yeah. everyone wants to virtue signal that they're a good person yeah. and i and, and and they don't want to be shamed they've i think they've they've received enough of those serotonin boosts yep. of likes yep. if you're if you're a compliant good person yep. that they don't want to get away from that drug yep of virtue signaling and feeling like a good person and that kind of thing they don't, I mean, I, I enjoy going out and just kind of like almost, I mean, I, I don't do it to antagonize, Yeah. but I do it because if someone comes up to me and asks me, I can back it. Oh yeah. With why, why, why? I mean, they say in the freaking box, dude, they say, oh, on the these yeah, do not protect from COVID-19. And I showed it to the guys at the table. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, it's on, on the, the freaking box. box. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like hidden. Yeah. It's on the box. So it's like, this is why I don't wear a mask. And that's what they were saying at the airport. They're like, that's absolutely incredible. You haven't worn a mask yet. And I'm like, and I won't, yeah. I don't want to, this is the whole point. And I don't believe it. Cause it says it on the box. And it what's the crazy part about it is, and this is what people have failed to realize with numbers 
If you walked into the airport and somebody saw you without a mask and they went, you know what? Screw this. I'm not wearing a mask. And they took it off. Yep. And somebody else walked past them and they went, dude, this guy's got a set on him. I'm not wearing a mask either. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, 20, 30, 40% of the airport said, we're not wearing a mask anymore. What are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to ground all the airplanes and not let them run? If you got everybody on an airplane and everybody in unison said, we're not wearing a mask, we're going to arrest everybody? Mm-hmm. I can arrest everybody. They may ground the plane. What happens when the next plane does it? Next plane, just like we've seen with the pilots now. Mm-hmm. The pilots are saying, I'm not getting the shot. I'm not getting this injection. The biggest thing that I've seen now is the Marine Corps and the military. This, in my opinion, I think on the backside of this is being used to weaken our military even further. I agree with that. You got some of the most elite fighting forces in the entire world, like the SEALs and MARSOC. These guys are the epitome of top-tier shape. They train, they run, they're at the top level of anything. Most of them could beat Olympic athletes in certain you know, contests. And they're telling them, hey, by the way, before you do a halo drop into a, you know, basically an active gunfight, uh, you got to get your shot because it's for your protection. Yeah. You know, you may get blown up by a mine, you may get shot in combat, but you need to make sure you got your vaccine. And these guys are saying, <laughs> uh, n- n- no, no, no that, that makes zero sense to me whatsoever. And so I encourage a lot of the military to push back on this really, really hard. And I know it sucks for a lot of them because a lot of them have their careers in it. But I mean, yeah. And that's what I always tell people too, like on, on this platform, don't believe everything I say. Yeah. Do your own research. research. And that's why on the, on the website for every single show, we put show notes up there. Yeah. This, th- Hey, vet this. Yeah. Make sure that I'm saying the right thing because I want you to not only take it from me to explore, maybe this is true. But here's the facts. Here's the clinical data. Here's the research. Here's the links. Here's everything you can do yeah. to make that happen because it's time to not listen to people that are complete and, and it's a complete fraud. And we just ask why. Lying. Ask, ask, if, you, if you question somebody and you say, well, why is that? And they can't answer you or they won't answer you or they get belligerently angry. Yeah. Why are you going to listen to anything they have to say? They have just completely ruined their entire accountability. Sure. If, sure. if they can't back it and say, well, I believe this because X reason, or they say, you know what? I'm not really sure. I'm just doing it because I was told. Whatever they tell you, okay, you got a reason. Mm-hmm. But if they say, no, you have to do it. Well, no, well, why? Yeah. And, that's, and that's, that's what happened to me when I almost got trespass warned at Millennium Mall when they still had the mask mandate. Me and Lana went there to pick up something. It was in the Pottery Barn of all places. She picks up some stuff she had ordered online. We went to the back of the store to look at this mirror. This man just comes running over to me. Oh, sir, you need to put a mask on. And I looked at her, I said, why? She goes, well, it's a mandate. I said, I've already had COVID. Why, why do I need to put a mask on? Well, you have to put a mask on. I said, why? She goes, it's a mandate. I said, okay. Besides the mandate, the masks <laughs> don't work. So why am I going to wear one? I'm calling the sheriff's department on you right now. You have to leave immediately. And it's exactly what I said. Why am I going to listen to somebody that yeah. literally can't even give you a rebuttal or an answer? Their only answer is mandate. Is that a law? I, exactly. I don't remember reading mandates in the Constitution about them being a bill of mandates. No, yeah, I mean. exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. It's, 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 it's beyond anything you've ever. Th- I mean, last, last year, well, before this time, eighteen months ago. Yeah. Some of the stuff that people were saying, or that I was saying, be careful of the the social credit score. I was oh, yeah. sending that two or three years ago, and I told yeah. people, it's coming. I, I never expected it to be this fast. Yeah. But now I. it's, I mean, you're talking cascading events that yeah. create this world we're living in. But I think, I mean, right now, no, two things. Number one, I think we covered it a lot on this, but I can't say it enough, is to get involved on your local level. Absolutely. To get involved on a personal level. Whether I mean, get involved with your family, because I think there's so, like, so many different families 
they're divided on this yeah. a lot of times too. But again, it's, it's like share certain information, share certain factual statistic, clinical data, that kind of thing. Don't take it to an emotional argument. Like you right. talked about the millennium all type thing that transition to an emotional thing. Cause he had nothing to back it up with. Right. <laughs> it was just, I feel this way. I want you to do what I'm doing. Yeah. And if it's not, we're, you know, we're on totally different levels, but it's like, Hey, check this out. Here's clinical data from this, that, and the other, but also push back against your compromised leaders in, yeah. in a sense too, because you have that they're, they're uh, who the consensus of medical experts. That, right. Yeah. That, fact that, checkers. That, that they say, and that's when I, re I rebuked, not rebuked, but like, uh, went back against uh, YouTube. Yeah. And I said, your, your, your expert Fauci is on record saying that all three vaccines are 100% effective yeah. against hospitalization, infection, and death. Yeah. How that age? Yeah. <laughs> Very poorly. Not well. Very Not poorly. Well. So we have to challenge authority. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, we, we did studies on persuasion and you've talked about it on your show too, as far as the authority. Yeah. Someone with a white lab coat and a clipboard can tell you to do darn near anything and yeah. you do it. Because you're taught to respect authority. Yeah. And I believe in respecting authority, but it's not, a, it's not disrespectful to challenge them. Right. To say, I need, I need, I need proof of this. Tell me, tell me why you're saying these things that don't make sense. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. If somebody comes in in a position of authority or perceived authority, people will automatically do what they say. And that's the question. That's the problem that we've got into now is we have individuals that are in places of authority that absolutely do not have our best interest, nor the Constitution, nor freedom. Right. And that's why it's so important, like you said, to question it. I knew that there was something coming. It was like three three years ago in Australia when I reported on an article. I think it was 2018. And it was one of the anti-vaccine group, the advocacy groups that was questioning what was going on with the HPV vaccine, mm -hmm. which has been absolutely horrible yeah. for these young girls. And they put up a billboard in Australia and the only thing on the billboard is said, do you know what's in your vaccine? Question mark. Oh, yeah. That was it. They, there wasn't a statement. Of, there wasn't this big, long paragraph. Do you know what's in your vaccine? Question mark. It was a professional athlete that put that up. I think so, yeah. yeah. And the prime minister came out and went on record on the news media and did a conference on like two or three days. Two or three days it was up. The third day it was up. He said, this will be removed immediately. This is rubbish. Rubbish. That's exactly right. Rubbish. I asked a question with a question mark. You can't answer the question. Exactly what I said. If you can't answer yeah. it, you can't rebuttal it. And all you're going to do is discount it and say, that's rubbish. Why am I going to listen to you? Because you are no longer a, a person of authority. A person of authority can answer questions. They can rebuttal you. If you go into a doctor's office and you say, doc, do my elbows hurt unbelievably bad? And he goes, why are you coming here? That's not my problem. What are you asking me for? You can't do that. This rubbish. You got to get out of here. You're going to go, I'm not going to that doctor again. He's yeah. a quack. He's going to go, no, what's going on? Do you have tendinitis? Did you hit it on anything? He's going to test it out. And he's going to give you some type of answer. He's going to say, this is why more than likely this is happening. If a person of authority can't answer a question, they can't rebuttal what you're saying, they are no longer in a position of authority, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a mouthpiece for an agenda. It's exactly right. Yeah. It's exactly right. And so, I mean, it's, it, it's crucial to question everything right now because the media is going haywire with trying to demonize anybody that questions the media. I mean, it's, it's gotten bad. Yeah. No, you're 100% right on that. And I think one of the things that we talked about the other day is through this platform we have, we have the, 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 the choice and the freedom 
to use the influence for good right. or for our own selfish gain. And I think when you look at your typical leadership pyramid, you have on the top is you have your leader and they're getting everybody else to push up the line. Right. And I think it's important to turn the pyramid upside down and the leader should be on the bottom and helping right. support and serve all that other stuff, uh, all the, all the people that are above or above him. Well, that's how a Republic is actually supposed to be built. That's exactly it's right. The, the, the people, this concept now of, you know, individuals in Congress and making, you know, $190,000 a year for the rest of their life. And they're exempt from any mandates and this, they get this medical system and this medical freedom. That's literally what the constitution's built on, but then it's rules for thee and not for me. Yeah. And this concept now of a fallen republic, which is what we're starting to see, unfortunately, of individuals now that are these career politicians. Back in the day, when you started dealing with the early phase of the republic, nobody really wanted to be in Congress. It was a burden. It didn't pay you much money. You had to travel all the time, basically, to the Capitol. But people in your area, people in your town, they said, listen, you're the best mouthpiece. You're, you, we want you to represent us. Mm -hmm. You know what we want. You live with us. And they go, all right. It was often a sacrifice. Yeah, it was. I mean, they had it, was, to give it was a up burden. Their, their farming, they had to give up their general yeah. store. They had to give up a lot of that to go and represent the people. That's exactly right. And that's where I, 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 I kind of came up with the thing. Like, I've heard of servant leadership and that other kind of phrases. Yeah. But I said, we need to be servant warriors yeah. at this point in time because we need to represent and to serve humanity and, and to use our platform to do good. But we also need to be warriors and fight for truth and fight for justice and, and fight for those who don't have a voice or who who aren't being represented like that 14 year old girl who yeah. she and her dad are on an Island and none of her representatives is coming to support her. None of her community is coming to support her. She was strong enough. She has more huevos than half the, than 90% of the guys in Congress. Oh yeah. There are more women that are fighters in Congress than men in Congress. And I've Sad. called them out over and over and over and over again oh, on this. So I think one of the things that I was convicted of last week, is as far as wanting to encourage people to be positive, it's, it's interesting that you covered that this week on your show, yeah. talking about you know creating that positive mindset. And I think we have to, we can't shelter ourselves from truth. We can't shelter ourselves from evil and and right. the satanic, demonic oppression that's going on in the world and transgender Superman. It's always going to be there. Yeah. We have to understand reality, right? But I think, and I want you to say, kind of in, in wrapping up here too, is talk about t the positive mindset you're talking about. Jim Rome and Jim Rome, yeah. And that well, kind of thing. Jim Rome, Ted, Ted, um, actually spoke with Jim Rome, you know, on platform when he used to do the success seminars, and Jim Rome, Zig Ziglar, all those guys, rest in peace. They were great guys. The thing that I learned from Jim Rome, I still listen to him to this day, is that you kind of create your own perception of what's going on around you. And I'm not being weird with that. What I'm saying is, yeah. power and death are in the power of the tongue. What you speak about comes about has been, they've been very, very clear, even research on that. Mm -hmm. And what I learned a long time ago is majority of the people that I encountered when I was younger that were very successful, almost all of them were positive. They were goal-minded. They were focused. They were, they had discipline. They had conviction. And I started looking at a lot of these people and I started emulating what they did, not everything, but started the stuff they did. And I started to realize, okay, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, this or that. Everybody kind of starts from a certain place, but it's all about how you make it. You will make your own reality, whether it's a really bad one or it's a really positive one. And the biggest thing that can change that is how you speak. When you run into somebody and you've, I mean, you've encountered them too, mm -hmm. you run into somebody and they're super negative. As soon as you start talking to them, like, hey, bud, what's going on? Oh man, I got this going on right now. I can't believe this is going on. You're not going to believe this. After about 30 seconds into it, you're like, 
I'm sorry I asked, you know? And then you look at their life. Majority of times you look at their life, it's in shambles. They're always having health problems. They're always having financial problems. They're always having marital problems. And then what you do is you kind of take a step back and you look at all these different individuals and all their different either success or failures. And one thing you will find is positivity is one of the most important things to have in your life. As you said, there we're all going to be exposed to this stuff right now. Mm -hmm. It's how we handle it and how we respond to it is what makes or breaks us. And going into something and saying, well, it's the weather's fault. It's the government's fault. It's the driver that cut me off's fault. I get it. We all have responses and reactions to things. But at the end of the day, it's us who are going to make or break our own lives. And that's the problem that I think we've seen now in this country is self-sufficiency and being responsible for your own life has been completely thrown out the window. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much food I eat. It doesn't matter how much fast food I go on. It's your responsibility to make me healthy. And that's why it's so important now that you keep raising little Americans. Mm -hmm. We keep instilling that wisdom and that truth in our young kids because the positivity makes a huge, huge difference in how you perceive things and then how you react to things. That's why it's so important when you pray, you speak in positivity about, you know, basically I pray all the time with my kids. I pray basically they're strong and healthy and wise and tall and smart and brilliant. You speak over what you want. If you want to be successful, you start speaking those things success yeah. and write goals down. Yeah. I write stuff down all the time. If you want to obtain a new vehicle or you want to obtain a house or you want to obtain a certain thing, write it down and start saying, man, I'm really glad I'm going to get this. I'm really glad I'm going to get this promotion. I'm really glad I'm going to get this new F-250. I'm really glad I'm going to get this. I'm fighting for this. I'm going to strive for this. This is my goal. I am going to obtain it. Now, does that mean you always hit it? No, I've failed on tons of goals. And I'm like, dude, I missed it. I completely went left field in that one. But there's a psychological marker that you set inside exactly. your brain that you know that subliminally you're working towards. You're that. working towards it. And, and if you fail on something, that's totally okay. Then you circle back to where you started and you go, Look at this. How did I fail? Where did I go wrong? And you analyze it and you go, okay, this has kind of went wrong on it or this really wasn't the best decision. Or If you analyze and you self-analyze yourself, you will figure out a lot about your mistakes and how not to repeat them again. Mm -hmm. Almost every time you make a major mistake, it's very easy if you have the ability to look back and you go, okay, this is where I took the wrong road on this. There's usually only a few small mistakes that turn into massive problems in the in the future. Very, very randomly, do you hear about somebody, the earth opened up and swallowed my whole house and my whole property. I had no insurance and everybody basically died and it was, I'm left by myself. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. Yeah. It's small, repeated mistakes done over and over and over again. I remember Ted used to always tell me when I was younger, he said, it's okay to make mistakes, Austin. He said, but you can't make the same mistakes over and mm -hmm. over again. That will make you a failure mm -hmm. because you literally look at what you did it failed, so you do the same thing that you did to fail the first time, and you do it over again, expecting a different result. I promise you, you'll pretty much almost always get the same result with that every time. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, and I think that that's to 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 look at those as learning experiences. Yeah, more than more than a failure, and said, okay, yeah. good, I experienced this. I know not what to do at this right. point, and I think I think it's also important um, to look at people that you want to emulate. And do a lot of, like you said, and do a lot of things from where they're at, because look at the level it took for yeah. them to get there. If you can avoid a lot of the pitfalls, if you can oh, avoid absolutely. a lot of that and get to this, to this level to make that happen. But I think it's more important now than ever to just 
you know, it's not Pollyanna positive, but no. it's, it's reality of to feed, to feed yourself positive things, to feed yourself things that will help you grow. Because right now, if you turn the TV on, oh, if you turn gosh, anything sure. on, it's such a negative, oppressive environment. And I think it goes back yeah. to the whole satanic, demonic. Oh, absolutely. Because you can even look and we can get it. We can get deep in this. I, but like even with frequencies, if you if you have glasses yep. of water and you can write love on one and hate on the other, the frequency of the water changes yep. just by what you write on it. Yep. I mean, you're I mean, I've seen these under microscopes and it's, yeah. it's same wild. thing with sound. There's yes. certain sound frequencies that can make you feel really good. There are other sound frequencies that can make you very depressed mm -hmm. and sad. That's why the music industry has turned so satanic. Well, it didn't really turn. It's been there for a while. But they've used the music industry to create different generations that they want. If you look at the music back from the kind of the hippie area, mm -hmm. you look at the music back from the 80s and the 90s, you look at current music today, current music today is absolute garbage and what they've done now though is they can control and direct the direction of the generation that they want and that's why it's so important you really analyze what you're putting in your brain that's what we said with tv i don't even have cable i cut off cable off years ago i base everything off internet based now because i started realizing cnn all, all the stuff they did with mk ultra you can look that up the uh, cia started working and developing mk ultra after world war ii and they started bringing the german scientists over the United States with Operation Paperclip, and they started looking at how to control groupthink and how to basically change the direction of people's ideas and actions to the way you want them, and they did it in MKUltra. And the CNN is the best prime example of MKUltra. You can watch the cadence, the way they talk, their eye movement, the color of their tie, the big, bold letters they have and everything. It's designed to overwhelm you with confusion and chaos, but to give you the subliminal message, sometimes not even subliminal, the message that they want you to take home. And it's very effective. I remember I was at a gym years ago, and this is when I first really understood this because I started understanding it when I was in the psychology program and I was on the um, elliptical at a gym and they had CNN playing. And I'm watching it. And it was some bizarre topic. I don't even remember really what it was to this day, but I remember watching it for about five minutes. And I remember this feeling of confusion and unsettled, like almost an uneasy feeling. Mm -hmm. And I started to actually think about what they were saying. And I started to believe what they were saying just by watching it. And also I got done with cardio and I got done, I kind of shook it off and I went, and I started to replay things in my head from CNN. And I went, my gosh, they're already working on me. And I'm, I'm pretty sharp with stuff and I'm watching for five, 10 minutes. Yeah. And now I've watched it before at certain points and I've watched it just to understand what they're saying subliminally. And my gosh, it's dark sometimes. It's like now bad. with the C CDC and these mouthpieces coming on telling pregnant women, they immediately need to get this injection. I'm like, You've never even done clinical trials on pregnant women with this injection. You've never even done long-term clinical trials for a year, much less a trimester on pregnant women. And you're talking about, you need to go get the shots for your protection. When in VAERS, one of the vaccine adverse reactions, miscarriages. Miscarriages. Over 3,000 to, yep. to date. Thousands, thousands on the VAERS report. Yeah. People go, well, that, that's not, that's not, that doesn't necessarily mean it was all related to the injection. If you even yeah. show me one individual that had a spontaneous miscarriage like that after the injection, that is enough for me to question the entire narrative. I had one of my good friends that I've grown up with. She got COVID while she was pregnant with her baby boy. She calls me up. She goes, man, my smell and taste is gone. I don't feel good. I tested positive. I said, okay. So you're taking C? Yep. You're taking D? Yep. You're taking folate? You're taking your multi? You're taking your prenatal? She said, yeah. I said, keep hammering it. Go to this dosage on it. You know, to where we pretty much know it's safe for pregnancy. Drink a lot of water, stay healthy with it, get outside, get a lot of sun. Dude, then like five or six days, she calls me up and she's like, 
dude, I'm, I'm starting to feel better again. I'm still a little tired. I said, good. I said, next time you go to the doctor, you know, make sure they check everything, make sure everything's good with the baby. She ended up having birth, you know, three months ago now and a super healthy baby boy. And now they're starting to say in the short research they have that it's possible that if the mom gets COVID, that the baby may actually have some specific amount of immunity yeah. to it. And so that right there and of itself tells me why in the world would you take an experimental injection? You have no idea what the side effects, what, yeah. what are the side effects going to be to the child in a year from now, five years from now? You haven't even done a one-year trial on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally, it's lab rats because we, yeah, because if, 10, if it 11 was, months into it, if it was an actual clinical trial, yeah, it would not, it wouldn't even get to ferret testing at this point. No, it's still in the rodent and, and rat. Yeah, if rat I'm not testing. mistaken, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, because we haven't even hit one year of trials yet. No, nope. in, in the entire populace, we haven't hit one year of trials. And typically, yet. for a, for a vaccine or for anything to get approved like that, it's a four to five year. Minimum, minimum. minimum. Some vaccines go all, they've gone all the way up to 10 years of testing before. But a you, fast one's the four. The fastest one's usually four from what I've researched. Yep. That The two month clinical trial was a joke. It was a total joke. We've never even gotten all the true research out of that because they tried to go in and say, well, we did this and we did this and we did this, but because the clinical trial was only two months, we pretty much just had to assume this was going to be the outcome in certain areas when we shut it down. You don't have two-month clinical phase three trials. You never do that in science, no. No. especially with gene therapy. And now they're milking the numbers to, uh, to again, if you've had one vaccine yeah. and you get it, you're still considered unvaccinated. Right, yeah. If you have two, but you're within 14 days, yep. you're still considered unvaccinated. Now you got to get the booster shot. Yeah, they're milking the numbers yeah. because they know the numbers aren't good. Well, when all you got to do is look at the real numbers from Israel when they basically got their first shot, their second shot, then they got their third booster shot, their numbers of hospitalizations went to the oh, roof, yeah. and they're one of the highest vaccinated population in the world. And then it was so funny, the populace is in the hospital, everybody's sick as crap from their third booster shot, and and the health minister comes out and he goes, we figured it out. We know the problem. You need a fourth booster shot. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, why not? Let's just add more gas to the fire. But wow. it shows you again how conditioned they've made certain individuals in certain countries now through propaganda. Very effective. Yeah. And I, I think that's the, the, the lesson yeah. you have to learn is you cannot trust the perceived authority. Right. When the perceived authority has interests. Yeah. Maybe financial, maybe business, maybe all these other things. Maybe they have a family member that that yep. certainly has. I mean, you look at even who's the guy from uh, the Joe Manchin. His daughter is like, oh, yeah, on the board of some. She makes seven million dollars. Oh, yeah. A year. Look at look at the Sackler family with all the lobbying they did to get Oxycontin approved. They were going around telling doctors Oxycontin wasn't addictive. <laughs> it was a doggone controlled release opiate all the way up to yeah. 80 milligram extended release. Totally safe. It's going to revolutionize opiate usage. It's not addictive at all. And they created the biggest opiate epidemic we've ever seen in this country. And they made tens of billions of dollars off that. They got fined a little bit of money. A little bit. Pay, pay a little fine. You know, yeah, whatever we'll, it was. We'll make, we'll make 80 billion. Yeah, we'll pay, we'll, a, we'll, pay, we'll pay a billion dollar fine. We make 80 billion. I'll numbers do that in there. all day long. Yeah, as a I was going to say, that's a fantastic ROI. Remember back in the day, like in the 60s or 70s, it was like Marlboro's, the, the doctor recommended yeah, cigarette. doctor recommended cigarette. <laughs> really? I yeah. Think, yeah, how'd that age? Yeah, not well. Very, very, very poorly. Not well. Well, man, thank you so much. It's been awesome to have you. We're going to definitely have you again if you will oh, come yeah, back. Because sure. I tell you what, we could have we could have gone three more hours. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. But I think that's what you know. Literally, I want to encourage people to 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 push back to yeah. to to ask questions, to share truth, and to do their own research. Yeah, I mean that's those are really things, and to think positive and to and to build yourself up because right now, man, it's it's a it's a 
outright onslaught for the oppression of truth, the oppression of people, the just dominance oh, from yeah. an entity that is being, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's dominance. It's satanic, it's the, demonic The biggest dominance. thing that I reiterate, and this is what I've told a lot of people, the biggest takeaway from the show I want people to get is that if somebody in authority is over you and they're telling you what to do, if you can't question them, first off, and they can't answer you or they can't rebuttal you and they simply tell you you can't ask questions, that right there makes you need to question everything about them, including their actual level of authority. Mm -hmm. Because that right there, to me, like I said, that's an instant, no credibility with me anymore. And a lot of authorities purchased. Yeah, a lot of authorities purchased. Because uh, you you have more of a degree, but I have the same medical degree that Bill Gates has. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exact same. Yeah. You have the exact same medical degree Bill Gates has, but yet he's on TV. Yeah. How many times you got invited on CNN to talk about your next vaccine? Never. Never. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I missed what? that invite. I, yeah. <laughs> talk about medical misinformation. Yeah. How does a guy without that have? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. You got anything, Meme Joe? Austin's just dropping truth bomb. I'm sitting over here just loving it. I'm watching the show. I'm like, all right, I've got to watch this one again. He is just uh, blowing my mind and didn't even think about the whole, you were saying BT before times. Yeah. But it really could be BC before Corona. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. 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 Before Corona. Yeah, don't change that next. next they probably will. Beast, the new BC. And try and change the whole calendar on it. Y'all are, y'all he's dropping some truth bombs today. Oh, uh, yeah. Trying to a difference. It's absolutely awesome. So I, I encourage everybody to go to healthmasters.com. You have the, the Listen Live link on there. Yep. 10 a.m. Eastern every day. I think it's repeated at 3. 10 a.m., then it repeats at 3. And then you can also go in the archives, and it's on the Apple Apple Play, App, the yeah. iTunes. iTunes podcast. Yeah. So so follow follow them, the Ted and Austin Bro Show, every weekday at 10 a.m. Also go to healthmasters.com and get your vitamins from there. I get every bit of my vitamins and supplements from there. It's a top shelf. Uh, I had Dr. Bradford look them over. Uh, Again, the naturopathic doctor, and he said it's the Cadillac of vitamins. So we try. Awesome to really at this point. There's so much crap that's that's put in in that stuff. It's very important, and people don't know. That's why we ask him. How do you determine quality? Oh yeah. And the B12. What's the difference between the car carbo? Well, the one the one of the most easiest because it's sometimes it gets difficult to explain to people as far as when you start breaking down yeah. ingredients in the micro portion. One of the most effective things you can do is look at a bottle of vitamins, any multivitamin, or just look at the brand's multivitamin and look if they list what their B12 is made out of. A lot of times they wouldn't even put, those put B12. Yeah. Well, majority of the time, it's almost always cyanocobalamin. That starts with a C. The cyanocobalamin is actually a synthetic form of B12. It doesn't even exist. They actually derive a basis from it, from cyanide, and they synthesize it. Almost probably when I've looked at the labs and when I've tried to source uh, RAWs, 99% of cyanocobalamin comes out of China. That right there, that should just make a question everything. The methylcobalamin is what you want. That's actually a methylated B vitamin. It's a bioactive B vitamin. Your body doesn't have to convert it. It immediately is able to absorb it and uptake it in the body. Cyanide cobalamin actually has to break down in the liver, and it can be liver toxic in huge doses. And then at that point, you only get about 30% of a true methylated form once it's converted. B12 in a methylated form, methylcobalamin, you completely skip that. You don't. Even, it doesn't even have to get converted. You immediately uptake it, and it's much, much healthier for you. That yeah. right there will show you the quickest indication if a company actually cares about the raw ingredients in their vitamins or they're simply just another brand with another name trying to make another buck on it. Yeah, that's exactly what Dr. Bradford said. It's awesome to have that reiterated yeah. because, again, I mean, I have a friend in Romania, and he was like, how do I tell yeah. if it's quality or not? 
And that's why I asked him. He said, look at the B12. That's the indicator. Yep. Because things will cascade. It's very that. expensive. Methylcobalamin uh, B12 is usually, depending on the raw source, is anywhere from four to six times more than cyanide cobalamin. Yeah. B12 is a very necess uh, necessary B vitamin. So when you put huge doses in a multivitamin, which your body needs on a regular basis, because remember, B vitamins are water-soluble. They don't store up long-term in the body. So they have to be constantly put back in the body over a, pretty much every day. Yeah. They're not like a fat soluble. So when a company puts cyanide cobalamin to me right there, the very beginning, I'm like, okay, that's yeah. done. I, I question every other product they have on their product line. Yeah. I always say it always costs more to pay less. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause sometimes buy it, once cry once. Yeah. You, call, you do it right. The first you're, time you're, you're sacrificing your health. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't even know they don't even have the knowledge to do it, but Again, we have the opportunity to go to healthmasters.com and get your, your vitamin supplements. I get water distillers from there. I get all kinds of stuff from there. So it's the, that's the source that I'd recommend for sure. So, man, again, thank you so much. for. I, I, I'd love to have you back on to talk about a lot of these oh, vitamins. Man, we, we, because, we, we got a whole bunch of topics. Oh, we man, we, we will. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have you back on. But until sure. next time, follow us on freethinkerspodcast.com. We're on Gab. We're on Rumble. We're on... I don't know where else we're on. We're on a couple different places that we're not kicked off. So <laughs> anyway, until next time, think positive, challenge authority. One by one, we all say no. Let's stand up and let's push back against this stuff. So anyway, we love y'all.